A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Pod Network Entertainment. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Let me talk to you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Adam! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Run. Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles. Hey, hey, this is the Cosmic Cactus, Paul London. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT champion, and you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening... And you are listening... And you're listening to... The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. Romoran and Rowan ASH checking in from the Pod Network Studios and calling in via satellite like The Rock from a decade ago, Emil Nate. Uh, checking hey. in from his home province of Naga. So uh, we did part one of the year-end awards, which uh, should already be on your feed as of this point. And like we said in part one, ang dami nati pag-uusapan na categories. That's why we needed to split up our year-end awards into two episodes. Uh, big shout-out and big thanks first going out to Babyface producer Jasper and Babyface producer Kuya Jeff over here at TPN for uh, making sure that the setup is up and running. Uh, if you're catching this on on video, thank you very much. And if you're catching us on audio, the uh, not much of a difference from how you normally enjoy your wrestling wrestling podcast episodes. Yeah, uh, it's fun, and we're gonna hope to do this some uh, again soon. Hopefully, uh, even if hindi naga align schedules namin, they have told us that we can apparently do this. We they have shown us the technology, and uh, I think. You could be seeing more of us in the studio in 2024. Yeah. Oh, nice. Just like in Discovery ni GMA, diba? Stem cells work for us. Kaya paling hybrid setup sa podcasts. So uh, we're going to be doing this more and more. So, Emil, kahit bukan ng bumiay pa Manila pag nag 10th anniversary tayo. One less mouth to feed. for that. No, no, no. One less mouth to feed, Emil. Stay there. Wow. But you know, back in 2022, our 8th anniversary, parang balak natin nun, ano, I'll stay at home kasi parang may pasok pa ako that time. Pero eventually parang na-cancel. And then, ano, parang nagtuloy na tayo sa setup na ganito. Yeah. Uh, we're just really happy that we were able to make things work. So thank you again to TPN for everything that you do to make our lives so much easier here on the podcast. Uh, no Chino, by the way, for the year-end awards because he is taking his quarterly LOA from the pod. 
In the States. In the States. Mm-hmm. Ganun talaga. States. Uh, this time of the year, he's got to be with family, just like all of you, all of us. Right? That's why we also pre-record these before the holiday break kicks in. All right, let's get to the next half of our year-end awards. We're going to pick things up with another new category that uh, Chino himself actually submitted. And this is the non-wrestling, wrestling media of the year. So basically, this is wrestling media that isn't necessarily a wrestling show. So it could be uh, a soap opera or a TV series. It could be uh, video content like a vlog or it could be documentaries. So... Uh, we're going to start with Chino's pick, and he selects Hey EW. So, the uh, YouTube uh, show ni RJ City, where he interviews wrestlers, uh, most of whom stay in character, and then for the most part, ginagagulang sila ni RJ City. Like, he asks them these very offbeat questions <laughs> to try and throw them off. And most times it works, but I think nakahanap si RJ City ng katapat when he came across Timeless Tony Storm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like the series at all, pero yung to- time the Stony Storm episode lang yung parang naging favorite ko as well as that Big Show episode or Paul White episode mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty funny uh, I, I can't say I watch it every week but I see the clips because uh, they post it on Twitter right so uh, it is pretty good RJ City is really really funny um, he's been doing that since before AEW if you follow him on up, up, social down, media down. yeah he's on he was on WWE programming then or WWE adjacent programming as well so uh that's why he is a wrestler. For those who don't know, he's a wrestler. Yeah, but yeah. He found his niche as a comedy entertainer in wrestling, but not as an active competitor. Because if you're able to make your money without uh, risking your body, then more power to you. Right? So, um, and he's really, really good at it. Like he is uh, once in a you know once in a lifetime uh, comedic genius, comedic brain. So, ibang ibang comedy niya compared to other comedy acts in in the business right? a lot of them so if you can catch that and if that's your thing you should go do it because it is pretty fun content ito reckon babyface producer jasper the danhausen episode <laughs> of hey ew you should go watch the shibata episode then because it's fun to see him try to break shibata <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's go to emil for his pick for non-wrestling wrestling media of the year all right, so my pick is the season four, which aired this year of uh, the docu series Dark Side of the Ring. And hindi ko napanood mo, hindi ko napanood lahat ng episodes, but I there was a couple of episodes there that I really liked. The first one was the uh, episode about uh, Sunny and Chris Candido. Chris Candido, that was that was, that was really good. And then the 2000 uh, WCW Bash at the Beach, where I saw where uh, uh, Vince Russo was there, Eric Bischoff, and Basically, that was like the low point. That was the low point of WCW, uh, where mm. um, <laughs> I mean, they when were they do on what what is gonna happen and Hogan quitting on the, quitting WCW that night. So yeah, Dark Side of the Ring is, are always gems. I mean, not every episode maybe is is your is in your taste, but whenever you would get episodes that talagang yun yung topic na you're interested in, you're there would be you know, talagang you really you really like it and I, those were the two episodes for me this this season that really captivated me. 
Yeah, so I actually watched uh, every episode of Dark Side of the Ring to date just because I, I liked learning about the history of wrestling through documentaries. So um, you know, I, I didn't really know, like, see, Magnum TA, for example. Like, I remember um, a certain pariah from the local industry who used to uh, sing the praises of Magnum TA. And I never knew who Magnum TA was until uh, I actually re- um consumed itong Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, JYD was someone I was more familiar with, so I appreciated yung episode on him. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher, yun, medyo notorious pa rin, di ba, on social media. So, uh, to find out how um, how long-lasting talaga yung effects ng mga uh, misadventures, for lack of a better term, ni Abdullah the Butcher, uh, was pretty jarring. So, uh, Dark Side of the Ring does a very good job of um, bringing these topics to light and making them more accessible to wrestling fans of all um, levels of investment into the industry. Uh, let's get to Rowan's pick. Yeah, uh, my pick would be MWF on Eyewitness. So, actually, yung... Uh, na- naunahan ako ni Ro dito yung sa Wrestlers on Netflix. Yeah. Although, two, episode pa- two episodes pa lang napapanood ko dun eh. Pero, parang, this is the closest one I can, ano, I can put here. Kasi napanood ko. So, uh, yeah, much like Netflix series uh, Wrestlers, it's a good show for any wrestling fan. Whether you started watching or uh, you have been a long-time fan. Like, makikita mo yung struggles ng MWF na, ano, like, from the bashing, uh, yung mga hate comments na nakukuha nila. And then, also yung sacrifices na, ano, yung uh, binibigay nila, the, the pain, the injuries they endure. They they just told it uh, through that uh, eyewitness documentary. Uh, we even got to know Macho Franco, the Pinoy wrestling legend from the 80s. And uh, we he lives a good life now uh, working as a tricycle driver. So yeah, uh, you, if you haven't watched it, you gotta watch it. Uh, it's it's free on YouTube. It's not long as well, right? Oh, yes. it's not long. But pa- parang uh, fifteen minutes on ata. Yeah, about thir- 15, 30 minutes. I remember watching it while I was on the exercise bike. Uh, wala pa sa MWF nun, so it was actually fun content for me too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to Rose Pick since uh, Rowan already alluded to wrestlers on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, uh, wrestlers, no the. It's the uh, docu-series, uh, the sports docu-series on Netflix that came out earlier this year. So if you were a fan of the series Last Chance You and the uh, others, uh, that others that were like it, it was, this was made by the same uh, uh, creator. So um, it is, as Rowan alluded, it is a uh, uh, look at how... The current Ohio Valley Wrestling run by Al Snow and his uh, motley crew of independent wrestlers are trying to survive in a uh, post-funding, post-WWE developmental territory status world. So it's a nice look at how these things operate outside of the WWE AEW level because a lot of fans, as in a staggering, almost unsurprising amount of fans do not understand that... um, a lot of the wrestling that gets fed into the WWE system comes from these places and comes from these uh, levels. Right? So um, it's a look at the non-glamorous side of it all, the struggling side. Uh, it's similar to uh, the MWF story. And in yeah, some you ways... You appreciate the yeah. life mm-hmm. wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So it's... Uh, a lot of people like to say that you know the wrestling business was ruined because fans started to know more than what they were supposed to. But at the example of 
things that I wish uh, every fan knew and understood. Because, uh, yes, uh, you're eventually going to find out about how things work, how the sausage is made, but you also will find out about the real lives of people like us, um, you know, wrestlers like us, and the struggles that we go through in just trying to make make it big, which not everyone is going to get to do. So uh, if there is one thing that is recommended viewing for you as a wrestling fan, listening to this, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch this and then go watch the Eyewitness documentary. Yeah, uh, seven eps lang siya. It's just uh, less than seven hours of your time. So uh, if you have time to spare during the holiday break, go catch Wrestlers on Netflix. And after that, go check out yung uh, review namin uh, ni Grace Leader on that one yeah. sa post-show recaps, which uh, I was privileged to be able to do then for both the U.S. and Philippine markets. Uh, my pick for non-wrestling wrestling media of the year is Heal Season 2. Um, you know, anytime you have a mainstream or mainstream adjacent uh, drama about professional wrestling, I, I will always Always be hooked into it. Granted, the narrative wasn't the best because uh, the Jack Spade character, played by Stephen Amell, is one of the worst people in the industry. Uh, you know, that said, the story was still fun to watch. Um, I enjoyed seeing AJ Lee getting back in the ring as El Dorado, yung character niya dun. Um, Heels got cancelled actually by stars shortly after season two concluded. So that's kind of sad. And I'm hoping, and, and so was Stephen Amell and the rest of the cast, that uh, somebody picks it up and is able to uh, migrate it to a different streaming platform or a different channel. Well, um, the timing of Heels season two was really affected by uh, the SAG after strike. So he didn't promote the cast and crew. So it was very unfortunate. And it was one of the biggest contributors to the low ratings of Heels uh, season two. Uh, Ro, I know you were able to catch this one, right? Yeah. Uh, when you say that um, he uh, Jack Spade is one of the worst people in the business, we obviously he's a fictional character. Yeah. What we mean by that is that if you are a wrestler or a personality in the industry, um, he is the best person to not emulate. As in, do not be like him as a wrestler, as a promoter, as uh, a booker. Wag tularan. Wag tularan. As in, that is, I think, the the biggest lesson that Stephen Amell is trying to tell with the character. And because uh, the, the series was cancelled, I guess he's going to have to be paralyzed forever. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's also another look. It's just told through fictional drama. Mm. But uh, obviously for some, they're going to get inspired by how you know Jack Spade follows his heart <laughs> and fucks everything up for himself and his company. And his but, family. Yeah, and his family. So, uh, but it is still another look. It's still a r- pretty realistic look, if I may say so, mm-hmm. on on how things are done in the business. Yeah, uh, you know, when I was writing reviews for Heel Season One on Smart Henry, uh, I I would say na nakaka flashbacks ako on stuff that we went through, row back in the PWR days because of how uh, it really hit close to home. So, um, like, like I'm gonna echo what Ro said here, and it does give you a realistic. Uh, Overview of uh, the inner goings on of wrestling. All right, let's move on to the next category, which is new wrestling theme of the year. So, uh, very simple, dinto. Dapat the theme song came out in 2023, and I just want to mention the local scene real quick for the honorable mention. And it's uh, a, a bit of uh, putting oneself over here, but the Oro Plata Mata theme. Uh, which you hear on uh, in MWF is an honorable mention pick from me just because I want to give Joey Roque a shout out or Joey Rosas, however he wants to be uh, acknowledged for this one. Uh, he's the actually the same person. 
Uh, shut up, bro. Uh, he, he's actually the guy who works on yung themes nami. He's our Jim Johnston or our Mikey Ruckus. Yep. So um, uh, he actually puts so much attention to detail into the themes, and I worked with him very closely on this one. So I I, I really love how sinister and final boss the, the the OPM theme comes out. It makes me more excited to actually hear our music, and I love how. Um, even the individual members of of the stable get their own remixes, which still are very much tied into the main theme. If you listen to the musical elements of the Oro Plata Mata themes as a whole, so I uh, just want to give a shout out to that. Um, Rowan, if you want to say something about it, because I, I, I saw saw you nodding your head. Oh yeah, uh, I do appreciate Joey Roque because uh, it's yung promotion na wala kang in-house music maker. Yeah. Like, like dated nung nasa PWR kayo, like your guy, you guys are using uh real-world music. I remember you using an Eminem theme, yeah. 3 AM. Uh like uh, tapos ma baka ma ano pa kayo kasuhan ba 'yun? Or, oh, ma ma feel scap kami noon. There, there you go. Uh <laughs> And same as MWF, ganon din sila uh, when they were in their younger years. Uh, Will William Melvin wasn't uh, making music for them that time pa. So it was re- it, sobrang swerte nila na there's a talented guy like Joey na he can do it all. Mm. Like yeah. di mo yeah yeah. It's wala sa itsura niya pero he's really talented. One day, gagawa niya rin ng entrance theme si Ro. Kasi he inserted himself na into canon eh. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was waiting for. Actually, yung, ano, yung lo- it, lo-fi song, I, I thought that was your song. That is if I want a new entrance theme. I got two in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh, no, I just want to say yeah, sorry, Emil, about go. the theme. Uh, thank God it was uploaded on Spotify. I've been waiting for that. Ah, yes. Uh, it was. It was just a. Nasa Spotify rap mo na ba Emil? <laughs> next year. No, <laughs> next the game yeah, next, next year. year. Oh. Next year, <laughs> Put put Joey yeah, Roque yeah. on your on your Spotify wrapped list. Yeah, the man deserves it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to your uh your pick, Rowan, for new wrestling theme of the year. Oh yeah, my pick is Jimmy Uso's new theme song, "Born a King." So I like this theme song because it's a huge upgrade from the Usos. Theme song from the like nung tag team pasila, mm-hmm. uh, and I think uh, hindi siya lazy like the one like Jay is using. I know I know it's a common knowledge that kapag yung uh, face member ng tag team uh, is becoming a singles wrestler, siya yung ano kukuha ng theme song niya. Not always, but okay, carry on. Yeah, pero yun nga. Uh, I do like this theme song kasi hindi siya lazy and maangas siyang pakinggan. Uh, if you come to listen to it on Spotify or wherever you listen to music, uh, to to uh, WWE music, uh, yeah, the lyrics were altered, pero yeah, I I I do like it. It still has the same tune as the the day one ish song, pero I like the intro, yung parang yung kay Roman Reigns, like was that a piano? Uh, mandolin. Ta- a mandolin. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, see, Chino Naman, his pick for wrestling theme of the year is Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John. It's an old song, but this year lang naging theme because of AEW Collision. That's so. pretty good, yeah. It's uh, it's yeah. not a bad pick. I, he he was pretty clever for this pick. Uh, it's a great theme. Um, it's fun. At, at first, I wasn't sold on it when I heard that uh, uh, Elton John was all elite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I know the song. I knew the song before this, and I didn't think much of it. But mm. when I saw them use it when I heard them use it on the OBB. Uh, so it's pretty it's a pretty good pick. Yeah. 
uh, si Babyface producer Jasper tinatanong, does Worlds Apart, yung theme ni Sami Zayn count? Kasi no. they're using it again. No, no it's old. Know, it's, old man. <laughs> it's a decade-old theme at this point. Yeah, 2013. Mm. Pero pwede for return of the year. <laughs> right? Uh, okay, uh, let's get to our pick. Uh, and when I, say, when I say our, it's me, Emil, and Ro. And it's locked in, the theme of Trick Williams. We gotta give Booker T a credit yeah, yeah. here because Booker <laughs> T is like half the me, reason why this theme is me, a bop. Medyo madaya ito eh. Medyo madaya itong pick nito. It's a theme, it's, it's a theme that wins because of Booker T and the crowd. So, <laughs> it's not necessarily Def Rebels production here. It it sets up the alley-oop, yes. But mm. uh, one, the crowd makes it with the whoop that trick chant so at this point you do have to remix it with that built in uh, if ever there's a crowd that doesn't know the thing and then um, the second part is Booker T's ad-libs which uh, trick himself has inserted into the canon so um, that is why it works uh, it's so catchy it's so infectious it's pretty simple mm. and uh, make crowd participation and who doesn't love crowd participation yeah, see si Booker T yung ano, wrestling equivalent ni Lil John apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so with with a theme like this, I think it really boosted yung stock ni Trick Williams. But we talked about him as our rookie of the year and I've always said that like a big percentage of what makes a wrestler a superstar is their entrance. Like, if you can tell who's coming out within three to five seconds, you've got that hook. Um, that makes a superstar recognizable. Stone Cold, the glass shattering for the Rockets. If you smell, or John Cena, the opening notes of My Time Is Now. So, I think we're onto something here with Trick. And I dare say that yung package palang is already better than Mellow's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yes. Uh, they they hit they hit a gold mine with this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Emil, go ahead. No, I'm pretty much agreeing with what you guys said. Uh, the theme itself is okay, but what made it really special is the crowd in Booker T. You know, so yeah, so madaya um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But I wish in the future it could be remixed in. But uh, at least going back when he goes to the main featuring Marcel, Booker T. And, oh, babayaran yeah. mo ng royalties tong si Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the crowd doesn't. You know, have doesn't know who he is. You know, so it could, yeah, you know, could boost up his main roster run if you just remix that a little bit. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's get to our next category, which is Celebrity Wrestler of the Year. And guys, sobrang obvious naman ang choice dito. I think the only rightful winner is Snoop Dogg and what he did to Shane McMahon. <laughs> Hell yeah. What a, I'm that, kidding, obviously. Oh Last year, it would have been Rowan's favorite wrestler, Johnny Knoxville. Last year, if we had this award last year, it would have been him. Easy. But on the real, on the real, we're not making fun of Shane McMahon. Very unfortunate, champion ng yari no WrestleMania. And, you know, props to Snoop for ad libbing when he had to. Because the guy did ad lib, to be fair. Uh, but you know the real recipients of the award are as follows. Let's start with Emil's pick. All right, so my pick goes out to one bad bunny. And I know he only had one match this year. Um, but that match I feel like should have main evented backlash. And it was one of the most entertaining matches of the year. Of course, the uh Sun One uh street fight against Damian Priest. And I I really love that match because first his entrance, he basically turned backlash from a wrestling PLE to almost like a concert for two minutes when he came mm. out and then the crowd were singing along to his song. I've never seen anything Jambaya. like that in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen anything. It was so cool. And again, he he 
was excellent in that match. Very memorable performance. And you know, I, I just want to say about this the celeb the, the reason why we're having the celebrity wrestler of the year award. I say that's one of the positive things that has come out of wrestling in the last two years is that ce- celebrities stepping into the ring isn't seen as a joke anymore. And the celebrities that had taken part in wrestling over the last couple of years, they really took it seriously, and it made for some some of the most entertaining stuff in wrestling in the last couple of years. So for this year, my uh, my pick goes out to Bad Bunny. All right. And everybody else on the pod picked uh, the obvious choice, the United yeah. States champion, Logan Paul. Yeah, um, I don't think we need to explain this one. Uh, if you if you saw WWE this year, uh, the guy had, what, three, four, five matches? Uh, they were all good. Um because he has time to prepare. He doesn't do this week to week. But um, when he does go out there, um, he belongs. Uh, gotta say, um, even though I have some, you know, misgivings a little bit about Logan Paul's wrestling career, Champre, mm. it's the right way to go about it when you are a celebrity like he is. Yeah, yeah, it's all natural. But uh, when he steps into the ring, uh, yeah, he he really belongs in the ring. Mm-hmm. All right, easy, easy category, Celebrity Wrestler of the Year. Let's move on to Manager of the Year. And for the pod, two choices kami dito. Uh, we're going to start with, well, ladies first. So let's go with Rowan Chino's pick. Yeah. Uh, if you don't follow the indie scene, you may not be familiar with this. But the former Persia Pirata from NXT is now uh, Matt Cardona, FKA Zack Ryder's manager in the indies. Shayong. Uh, Miss Elizabeth ng Randy Savage niya. and they're not together obviously because uh, Matt Cardona's married to Chelsea Green Yeah, but you would never know it if you didn't know any better so um, Step the Lander SDL has been managing uh, Matt Cardona for this uh, for his historic indie wrestling run and at this point you can't um, you can't have his indie god character without her so um, Chayong 2023 China if you will. So that's a more apt comparison, I think. Uh, the whole thing works. I think it works a lot better with her in it, except, uh, other than uh, aside from uh, instead of Chelsea Green. And I feel like if WWE picks up Matt Cardona again because of this run, uh, they have to do it with Step the Lander. Yeah, uh, it's amazing how she just completely repackaged herself while taking advantage of the clout that comes with being a former NXT talent. Because, of course, that's the big draw for her eh, before she became SDL. So, um, you know, good job Shadon, for, for just turning her career around following her release. Uh, meanwhile, Kamini Emil, our pick is Prince Nana. We showed him so much love in our previous episode for the dance of the year. But uh, just Prince Nana being an absolute character in AEW, uh, you know, this is a guy who started out as a wrestler, then became a longtime manager in, in Ring of Honor. Uh, he, he found a career resurgence, even though nung time ng pandemic, he was actually ready to hang up his uh, managerial tights or boots, so to speak, and move on from the industry. And now he's, uh, you know, one of the hottest things in wrestling, and he's made me change. Uh, my annual Paul Heyman selection for Manager of the Year. This is the first time that I have picked someone not named Paul Heyman for this category. We yeah. just witnessed history right here. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, Emil, go ahead. This is your pick, brother. No, uh, yeah, because, again, I just have to give him some flowers as well. Like I say, he has been in the game for a long time, and a lot of people may not be aware, but he is 
is he, he was a staple in the pre TK Ring of Honor. So that's how long he has been yes. with the company. Um, and the dude stuck around in the business for for long. And I'm glad that it was never too late for him to be to be given his flowers because he really deserves it. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say that again because uh, I said that I said it before in a previous episode of the show. But uh, people did not know who Prince Nana was if they weren't watching um, late 2000s, early 2010s Ring of Honor. Kaya, I'm happy for the guy that uh, he is the second member of the embassy to to become famous after Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, deserving because he's been he was he's been busting his ass for years now, and then. Um, it proves again that uh, never too old to catch a break. Yeah, deserve, deserve. All right, let's get to babyface of the year. So we're gonna start with uh, Rose Pick because this one is a babyface turn that we probably <laughs> would not have called at this time last year. Yeah. Okay, uh, right. my pick is none other than one Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I had been calling for MJF to turn face for the longest time. Cause he was teasing it within his feuds versus guys like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, the Nagishami origin story. He paints himself as this uh, innocent kid that ends up being led astray by the circumstances of his life, right? And I can tell that there was a baby face in there waiting to get out because people were cheering him. People wanted a reason to cheer MJF. They've wanted one, but he kept letting him down because he understands how to be a heel. So to be a heel, you got to let the people uh, interested in you down and disappoint them in some way. So I'm glad that he finally embraced it. And he not only embraced it, but he did it uh, in one of the best ways I've seen so far. So you can turn face and half-ass it. You can just uh, align yourself with the good guy and then call it a day. But no, he exhibited an entire character transformation, make character development. If you were watching uh, AEW in the middle of 2023, he documented how uh, he came to trust and befriend Adam Cole. Uh, he documented his own vulnerability. He opened himself up to the possibility of Adam Cole turning on him. And then eventually he embraced being Adam Cole's best friend. And that's what we now see. People don't like it. Some people don't like it because they like the heel MJF. But uh, this uh, face turn is a lot harder to pull off if you don't have the proper narrative support. And he got all of that, and he hit it out of the park. That's why he is my face of the year. What I like about the MJF face turn is, hindi siya yung biglang nag 180 siya, naging goody goody This is a character who's still learning to be a baby face, diba? Para uh-huh. totoong tao na you don't just suddenly uh, develop new character traits, diba? Meron pa rin leftover uh, traits in you that you can see in MJF, diba? Uh, he still... Uh, goes low sometimes against his opponents, whether it's on the mic or in the ring. Uh, he's very much aminado na scumbag parin siya. Uh, sometimes he does need his friends, like sina Adam Cole, to like uh, rein him in and be like, uh, "No, that's not how you're supposed to act. You're supposed to get it So, uh, you know, this he's like a child na tinuturuan parin in real time, and this is a journey we're actually seeing unfold. So, I appreciate the narrative behind MJF and how. Uh, yung face turn niya is actually uh, carefully crafted together as a story as opposed to a lot of these other stories both in you know in, in wrestling as a whole na sometimes half-baked kasi minamadali for some reason this MJF story uh, th- there's so much attention and care being put into it 
the reason is because he is a top champion. He is the face of the company. So I think, and uh, if this is true, and this is really just speculation on my end, but if he demanded a proper story be told, and I think he does demand, because all his feuds and storylines have been really intricate, if not, if they don't always work. But uh, if he demands it to be like this, then I think they're giving him the best possible creative. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. All right, uh, let's get to Emil's pick for Babyface of the Year. All right, so my Babyface of the Year goes out to Sami Zayn, and uh, he is the one of the best reclamation projects under the Triple H era, you know, and um, because before we already seen this from Sami Zayn, like 10 years ago in NXT, we already seen this potential of him being a top baby face. And it was rough for a while after that. It was rough for a while. Uh, I felt like the company wasn't backing him uh, for some reason, but they put uh, under Triple H, he put all his eggs in the basket for Sami Zayn and it worked. You know the bloodline story was the, was the start of it, and that pretty much you know he. Uh, I feel like he was unstoppable after that. The crowd, uh, he finally got the the support of the crowd again, and you know we all saw that. I'm gonna talk about this more because Sammy, spoiler alert, Sammy's gonna win a lot of these future, uh, a lot of these awards uh, here for the rest of the episode. So, um. Yeah, uh, I, I just I just love that he is a babyface again. Because when he turned heel, I thought, oh my god, like you know, uh, he's he's never gonna have that support again. But I'm glad that that was wrong, and now he's you know he's established as one of the biggest babyfaces in WWE, no matter what happens from now on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you know, we probably wouldn't have been able to say in a Sammy would main event WrestleMania. Um, you know, at, th- at this point last year, and yet he was able to go on a heck of a run. And I think the only thing uh, I guess, is that um, there's no follow through si Sammy uh, towards the end of 2023. But uh, that entire first half, from him breaking away from the bloodline to Elimination Chamber in Montreal to WrestleMania, diba, to uh, him and Kevin Owens being the top tag team on Raw, that's, uh, that, that's an all-time stretch for Sammy. Okay, uh, Rowan, ikaw, yeah, I noticed you didn't have any picks for this category. I, I'm actually at the last minute, parang bala kung um uh, ride sa ano sa Sami Zayn bag uh, bandwagon. Because uh, for some reason, I can see myself in him. Because parang he, he was there to be like the voice of reason 
parang napansin ko lang like he would be there to convince Jay Uso na oh let's not do this uh, let's be goody goody na parang ganon so yeah all right uh, let's get to the next pick then for face of the year to kami ni Chino we share this one and it's Cody Rhodes and I think with Cody um, he he's finally getting to live out what he wanted to be sa AEW which is both the kayfabe and corp, uh, corporate face of the company where he goes out and he engages with the kids uh, he does all of these media appearances does all of the press tours and then um, on screen on TV siya yung embodiment talaga of what it means to be an actual baby face uh, you know he his positioning on the card has been at the top or near the top throughout the entire year starting with his big return ng Royal Rumble and yes you know we can argue over whether or not napaka baby face of him by yung coming in at number 30 only to win the whole damn thing <laughs> which was Rose's biggest gripe coming out of the Royal Rumble but after that you know he's made up for it naman uh you know he did the, did the whole finish the story thing did WrestleMania had that uh series of matches with Brock Lesnar and uh, e- even getting to a point where he was able to mend fences with Seth Rollins, even temporarily, para lang, uh, you know, malampasan nila yung Judgment Day over on War Games. Uh, all of that has been pretty compelling for Cody. And uh, it's safe to say that it's really the engine that's going to drive him towards the main event of WrestleMania Night 2. Nilang natin alam kung papano, but it's there, diba? Um, I'm actually interested to see how he fits into CM Punk's story, if at all. Because uh, you know, both of them have the uh, shared trait of being former AEW guys, big stars, big names. So um, th- that's kind of what I want to see from Cody Rhodes going forward, aside from the fact that uh, he is headed towards that collision course with Roman Reigns. I will say that uh, Cody... Yung point mo kanina about being the face. He does play from, he did learn from the John Cena playbook of being the face of the company. So that is a plus point. I don't think I've ever seen anyone else try to do that. Uh, I think Roman came close, but not so much. It's almost a carbon copy. And mm. it's not a bad thing because um, you do you, need that guy. You do need that guy. You do need that kind of professional uh, representing the company, the biggest company in the world. So props to Cody for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kayo, Emil Rowan, any thoughts on Cody? Oh, yeah. Finish what? the story. Finish the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Co- Cody has had an incredible year because last year, the cut off him with, with his injury. And, you know, we all thought. The Western main he was gonna finish the story, pero hindi pa pala nakatadhana and you know and during that time he was able to redeem himself talaga in my eyes because I when kung nanalsa ng main I don't think he would have had any character development throughout the year had he won pero because of that he was able to you know redeem, again we're in the middle of a redemption arc for Cody and we expected to finish his uh, story uh, at Mania. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, kung face of the year, syempre dapat merong heel of the year. So uh, I'm going to start with my pick before I get to everyone else's pick. Uh, I, I picked Dominic Mysterio here just because he is such a little shit, right? When we see him on TV, he goes out and as soon as he puts the mic near his lips, hindi mo na because of all the booing. Um, I, I, I think he does such a great job of being a heel by one, being super annoying, two, having that annoying mullet haircut 
three being uh, t- taking elements from the Christian Cage playbook, who is everyone else's pick on the podcast. Nah, nah, uh, you know, he's very, very smart, but also a chicken shit heel, despite the fact that like, uh, he's not as big as Damien Priest, he's not as imposing as Drew McIntyre, but he is very effective at, at playing the chicken shit heel. And it's also really effective that he's paired up alongside Rhea Ripley. Like, in real life, we hate the guys na sobrang kupal or sobrang nakakainis yung itsura nila and then they're next to a very attractive woman. Diba? Nakakainis sila by default. So, Dom has put all of these elements together plus Nepo baby pa siya. Diba? So, all of these annoying elements that he's able to incorporate into his character which I think make for a very uh, convincing heel. And that's why he's my pick for heel of the year. Uh, you know, if you guys have no thoughts on 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 Dom, we can go straight into why Christian Cage is your pick. My thoughts are in conjunction with our pick. Okay, so as mentioned, our pick for heel of the year, which is to say, myself, Rowan, Emil, Chino, uh, our pick is one Christian Cage. So, okay, all those things make Dominic a good heel. He's uh, definitely a good heel, but uh, nobody works as hard. To be shitty than uh, one Jaybird. So uh, this guy stumbled into an entire meme, as we mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, he stumbled into being the top heel, arguably, at least for a time in AEW. Because in the game face MJF, Yeah. So he was the hottest heel. I think not so much right now, but uh, earlier this year, he dominated everyone by starting a whole meme i've explained that in the previous episode and uh he worked hard for that and i think uh a lot of people were writing him off because as mentioned in his feud with edge with adam copeland he doesn't get as much of the uh, adulation as adam copeland uh, the recognition and then um he found something that worked he actively turned it up and he worked the shit out of it. I think see, uh, Dominic I say he just stumbled into it and kind of rode the coast of people agreeing to boo him every night, every night wherever they are on Raw or SmackDown. And it's Christian he finds a way to piss you off, um, especially when he is also pretty over as a meme. So uh, for the fact alone that he found his way to the top in a industry that was ready to write him off uh, I applaud Christian Cage and giving him and it will give him his flowers uh, I think yeah. para, para siyang, ano, so between Matt and Jeff parang siya na yung Matt Hardy sure okay diba? para, parang na overshadow siya dati ni Edge kumbaga parang ganun. Uh, so yeah when Christian was a heel in WWE parang he's just the mouse in a cat and mouse game like he will do something something uh, annoying uh, and then magpapahabul siya kay Sheamus or like kay Randy Orton. But this time it's uh, different. He he has become a better version of himself, and uh, he really worked hard on this. Uh, it's it's like uh, the TNA Christian uh, who established the Christians Coalition. Mm. Pero uh, it's way better. Uh, it's even more interesting. Nung ano uh, when he became the TNT champion or no when Luchasaurus became the TNT champion and then he's just. Uh, uh, claiming that he is the champion, I I, I like this uh, new Christian, and because when he debuted in AEW, parang okay, it's not really that special. It's just Christian here. Wow. But right now, Whoa. oh yeah, 
I really enjoy him. Uh, yeah, again, who would have guessed that there's another heel run for Christian Cage? Because when he came back, I felt like he was going to have, okay, this one final run where he's going to just wrestle and then that's it. But he had another another, uh, another gear in him to be relevant and to be popular uh, and to be over. Right? This, this heel run of his probably, I, I think I could say this is his best work ever. I mean, he has been through a lot. He has been uh, a tag team legend with Edge. He, is, he was a great in TNA. It was he was a world heavyweight champion. He had that, but this is his best run, and this is like very different from all the runs that he had before. And again, you know, he had a he had a very spectacular year. And um, if this if he can end his career on this note, then I feel like. It would be. I would, I feel like he would be fulfilled now. He can end his career as in the future with with a great act like this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never too old to catch a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Christian Cage at the ripe old age of fifty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> look at, seriously, he's legitimately yeah. fifty. Doesn't look. Yes, it's mm. fifty. Yeah. Yeah. True. All right, let's move on to tag team of the year, and for this category, lat kami isalang yung sagot consensus kung consensus, and it's the team of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, you know that that first half talaga of 2023 was uh, a monster run for this pair of baby faces. Yeah, um, I think the biggest factor that made me agree with everyone here is because. They were given nuance. They were given meat. They were given uh, something deep to work with. Um, they went. They they were able to go from reluctant frenemies to uh, brothers once more. And they detailed every step of that of that journey. And that's what I really love about that. Um, you know, they get they got time to do this. They got the the airtime to flesh this story out but you know they again like uh, MJF you knock they 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 got the they got set up and they knocked it out of the park uh Ika Rowan why did you agree with this pick oh uh-huh. for just just for the simple reason that I like parang uh the good cop bad cop type of team na parang we have Sami Zayn who's like the goody two shoes while Kevin Owens is the grumpy guy that's that's the only reason I love this tag team. I know because of their uh, uh, decade-long friendship. Mm-hmm. Emil, yeah, and this this isn't really exactly the first time that they've teamed up in WWE. I've seen this before, but I feel like this is the first time that they got a proper run where the the story of them teaming up was established really well, and it they were tag team partners for oh, for a long time until uh, November where Kevin Owens. God moved to SmackDown, and I like that the way they did that is by no by uh, by just that instead of KO turning on Sammy again, which I don't think would have worked anymore. Because they already established the story of them being re- reluctant teaming up with each other and then becoming brothers again and bonding again. So, um, so from from that point until the point that they were they separated ways, I really liked their run, and for a while they were the standard bearers of Raw. I mean, they were defending the the tag team oh, titles so they made almost, yeah, almost every two weeks. So they were the the, the standard bearers of Raw for a while, and I'm going to give them credit. They really did have a lot of great matches during their title reign. 
Yeah, uh, sabi mo, Emil, na you were scared na KO would turn on Sammy. So, si KO yung sisisihin mo for the breakup of their team. But now, we can blame Cody Rhodes kasi he orchestrated <laughs> Kevin Owens' move to SmackDown. <laughs> Alright, uh, of course, we gotta award our female wrestler of the year. Tanaman, for the single stars. Uh, we have three different names on our list. Emil, you and Chino share your pick, so you can go first. All right, so my pick and Chino's pick as well goes out to Timeless Tony Storm. And um, so after she debuted and after already establishing this badass Aussie chick gimmick from a while back, I didn't know that she had it in her to reinvent herself and be this ridiculous 50s movie star. And it actually <laughs> works. <laughs> and as ridiculous as that gimmick sound in 2023, she actually made that work. And she's the champion again. She gets rewarded for uh, having a reinvention. And it, one of the best career turnarounds I've seen from anyone this year. So, yeah. So, she deserves all the flowers. And, uh, she, again, so that's our pick, Tony, uh, Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. I agree with it. Uh, okay, it's just that I didn't pick it because it happened a little too late for uh, for it to matter this year. So, I'm looking forward to how um, she impacts the company next year. Uh, like she had to go through the failure of the outcasts yeah. run. <laughs> like uh it's kinda like CM Punk returning to WWE. Like that doesn't happen without the ugliness of brawl out. <laughs> Timeless Tony Storm. I'm sorry to say this, I love Tony Storm, but that doesn't happen without the failure of the outcasts. Uh, but, uh, the only reason I like yung Timeless Tony Storm gimmick is because it reminds me of like the vintage tag team gimmick na th- those tag team wrestlers from AEW Dark whoever they are I, f- I forgot who they are I'm sorry Pero, no not the Outrunners they're basta uh, parang sobrang 80s yung dating nila oh the Outrunners okay oh yeah, okay <laughs> there they go <laughs> I called them the Roadrunners sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway, anyway yeah I- I- I'm a fan of like parang going back in time type of gimmick and I think uh, Tony Storm was uh, one of the first female wrestlers to do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I like her for, for this gimmick. All right. Uh, my pick for female wrestler of the year is Rhea Ripley. Because I, I think that the Rhea Ripley run for 2023 has been so strong. From winning the Royal Rumble at number one to... Uh, you know, winning the uh, championship from Charlotte Flair and then being the leader of the Judgment Day, even though she's not explicitly an, um, acknowledged as the leader. Uh, all of the things she's done um, with that championship, I, I, I think it's uh, no question that she's my female wrestler of the year. Plus, the fact that um, as mommy, as the leader of the Judgment Day, popularity ni Rhea Ripley says a lot about uh, what she's done for herself brand-wise. So it also doesn't hurt that her matches have been pretty fun. I just wish na mas compelling yung mga feuds niya. Because a lot of the success of the Rhea Ripley characters uh, is because of how she interacts with the men. So as an anchor of the women's division, I think the weakness niya is the, the stories just haven't really hit as hard. Like I would say that um, the other women's stories have been more compelling, like Becky versus Trish. Diba? That was actually a more interesting women's story that we got in 2023. So yun lang, um, you know, just to be objective and fair with uh, my selection about Rhea Ripley. Okay. So that means it's time for our pick, myself and Rowan. 
Uh, I agree with all your picks, by the way. But I think I have to give flowers to one special legend in the business. One Trish Stratus who came back earlier, earlier this year and put on a hell of a possibly last match or super last but she has a story waiting for her if she comes back mm. uh, run in WWE so at 48 you can apparently get better uh, get hotter <laughs> and uh, reinvent yourself not super reinventing but uh, just prove that you have uh, some more left in the tank so uh just because of all that, just because uh, we didn't expect a Trish Stratus run like this at all, I want to make her my res- female wrestler of the year. Uh, you know, it just gives hope for anyone who, you know, who thinks they might be over the hill, kahit di naman pala talaga. Uh, you know, just go for it. You know, get get it right, prepare yourself, uh, do the work, and who knows what could happen. You could get a pretty awesome run like Trish Stratus. I said it before. Na, I guess this was from the Mania twenty, uh, like the Mania this year, twenty twenty three. Uh, Night of Champions when uh, Trish Stratus faced Becky Lynch. I I said na, I think Trish's run right now is better than her run back in the yeah. ruthless aggression no, era. I'm, a- I'm I'm not saying uh, her run back then was shit, but like oh no, it was it's a different time. So I agree with that. Yeah, pero parang it's like she's born in the wrong era parang ganun uh, and mas na showcase niya yung talent niya like uh, like post retirement and her 2023 run is yun na nga like I mentioned it's better than her ruthless aggression era run alright um, I'm shocked that you guys sung Trish's praises and yet you did not say thank you Trish <laughs> <laughs> What a failure on our part. And so I say on behalf of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish. All right, for Male Wrestler of the Year, ito split decision tying lahat. Let's start with you, Rowan. Who's your Male Wrestler of the Year? My Male Wrestler of the Year will go to Jay Uso. So uh, I for me, he deserves it because he has finally separated himself from the bloodline and He's just enough with the manipulation, all the gaslighting. Relate lang din ako. So uh, if the you know, if your family is being toxic, uh just stay away, <laughs> get out, run as far as you can. Like just... Do you need to celebrate Christmas and New Year somewhere else, Rowan. Is this a cry for help? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. I- I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. So, okay. so- yeah, but just like Jey Uso, we can book away. you a trip to Naga. <laughs> stay away from your cousins. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right, Emil. Uh, who is your male wrestler of the year? Okay, my my male wrestler of the year goes out to Will Osprey, and uh, if you've been listening to this show uh, constantly, I think I already spoiled this a couple of times. And uh, in the picks of the week, there was a time where I will always pick a Will Osprey match, and. I thought he already peaked last year, 2022. I think I think I, I also picked Will Ospreay last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he had a, another gear to go, and he went all out across every promotion, it seems, except uh, WWE in 2023, having great matches in New Japan, Impact, RevPro, and ultimately AEW, where he ended up. Uh, and he's now signed full-time 
but and I feel like this was some sort of a contract year for Will Ospreay. So he knows at the end of this year he's gonna get a big bag, and he sh- he showed out. He went out there and uh, had one of the greatest years uh, of anyone in 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 wrestling, and he got the bag. And now he's in AEW starting next year, and you know he can uh, he can sit, he can now showcase to a much wider, a much uh, bigger audience as to why he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I love yung analogy mo of the contract year. So for those who don't follow professional sports, diba? yung contract year, uh, the concept behind that is last year of your contract, so you're gonna go all out talaga sa performances mo so that your next contract can be as lucrative as it can be. So that's the uh, um, Spark Notes version of the contract year. All right, moving on to my pick, which I share with Chino. It's got to be Seth Rollins. Like I, I think Rollins has done a very good job of establishing himself as the standard bearer of WWE. And as much as Cody Rhodes is the corporate face of the company, Seth Rollins is the workhorse of the company. And I think those are two different things, especially since Seth never took time off. Uh, Seth is still world champion despite a broken back, diba? I, I mean, you know, we've kind of laughed about the broken back stipulation or storyline with Nakamura, but uh, Seth has had quite the year, diba? He had Logan Paul, uh, no WrestleMania season, uh, went ahead and beca- uh, became the franchise player of Monday Night Raw, is now carrying and establishing the current lineage of this World Heavyweight Championship. Um, you know, in, uh, in a vacuum, you matches now have always been uh, very good at the very least. So uh, Rollins, for me, has really solidified himself as the clear 1A to Roman's 1 in WWE. Hey, my pick of the week, uh, my pick of the week, my male wrestler of the year is none other than AEW's Orange Cassidy. Last year, I picked John Moxley as my male wrestler of the year. And it was because... Uh, in 2022, he was the most consistent uh, male wrestler in the world, I think. Uh, uh, he carried the company when others have failed. Uh, wink, wink, CM Punk. Um, so, <laughs> is that a CM Punk reference? It is. Is that a CM it Punk is. reference? It actually is. And this year, uh, Orange Cassidy was the guy to do it. It doesn't have uh, a catchphrase. He doesn't have a catchphrase, and you know he stopped saying that as well. That was... Um, Whenever you needed a good match on any given week of AEW television, he was the guy to do it. Shalahat, uh, John Moxley had to take some time off then this year, and he carried the load. Um, you can always point to an Orange Cassidy match as the best part of a dynamite or a rampage, and then eventually a collision. So uh, to the point that. Tony Khan could not do without an Orange Cassidy match on Dynamite. Uh, it was almost a cheat code for him. And uh, the guy even had um, character development. Yeah. Right? Uh, he was completely done with the, almost done with the uh, slacker gimmick. Yung now he cared. He even uh, feuded with John Moxley because he cared. Uh, he showed uh, his gimmick is now just going out there and having good matches so uh, it's hard to not point uh, to Orange Cassidy as the guy who kept uh, AEW up because you know you don't you don't have guys like Brian Danielson or MJF or Adam Cole or John Moxley even and even CM Punk malamang all the time so that he was the guy who was always there he was always there for all of it Mm mm-hmm 
So there, uh, congratulations to all of our picks for the individual awards dito sa ating year-end awards show. We're down to our last two categories. And we're gonna get to story of the year. And no, we're not talking about the emo <laughs> band from the 2000s. We are talking about the literal, literal storyline of the year. So uh, I'm gonna start with yung pick namin na Emil and Rowan, and that is the rise of Sami Zayn and his reunion with Kevin Owens. And I think uh, if you follow WWE programming for this year or even this award show, uh, you know it speaks for itself how compelling it was, how we were also invested in it to the point that there would have been a riot if Sami and KO did not main event uh, WrestleMania and win. And win. Yeah. Uh, tama, diba? um, had those two things not happened, ape shit uh, would have been unleashed on the company that I work for. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think um, they did all the right things in making Sammy and KO legitimate main eventers um, in 2023. And uh, the story was just uh, really, really well told here. I appreciated every bit of it. Um, from my perspective, uh, calling these matches that they were involved in, it was so cathartic, so fun. And I'm sure from uh, your experience, you know, Rowan and Emil, being at the viewing parties, it was hella fun as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I like the rise of Sami Zayn because, uh, well, just like Kangina with Jay, Jay, Jay Uso, um, so he is being manipulated by his family, by his cousin. This time, uh, uh, kind of relate because he's trying to fit, Sami Zayn is trying to fit in with this, uh, uh, with, the, with the bloodline. With, with his friends and he's still not uh part of the bloodline uh, and up to the last parang honorary us siya and despite trying his best he, uh parang he didn't make the cut so uh and then eventually parang he he just uh want to go out and then reunite with uh Kevin Owens because it's the right thing to do if, even if the right thing to do is the hardest thing to do wow yeah. that got deep yeah, bro. yeah. Um, again, uh, agreeing with you guys, uh, I really love the the way they told the reunion uh, story with Kevin Owens. I said, despite saving him no elimination chamber, despite all of that, KO was still reluctant to help Sammy, considering Sammy was a part of the bloodline who made his life a living hell. And then, you know, this storyline also encapsulates one of the best things about WWE after Triple H took over is that the there's a human element, there's a human nature element in the stories in that faces don't have to be friends with one another and and there's an element of yung mga past things na ginawa mo hindi basta-basta nakakalimutan ng mga wrestlers and um, KO was an example of that. Like he you know, he's, he's pretty much the uh, role model for that trope these days that they use so and again that moment at wrestlemania we were there rowan at the viewing party row oh, yeah. we were also there and that was the best pop of the entire wrestlemania when they won the tag team titles uh so it was the feel good mo- also the feel good moment of the year and you know, we also saw we also saw them have this incredible run as tag team champions so it was this was really the year of sammy and, and kevin all right 
Uh, China Spade yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Let me, let me I, just sorry, get sorry. my pick out of the way since I already talked about it at length. Okay. So my pick for story of the year is MJF and Adam Cole being best friends, uh, from enemies to best friends. Uh, they went through everything from uh, expecting each other to turn on each other, one, expecting one to turn on the other, and uh, becoming best friends. So I talked about that in the MJF pick for face of the year. So just reinforcing that here. All right. Uh, okay, China, it's the ongoing saga between Christian Cage and Adam Copeland, which I get why he likes this because it's, uh, you know, it, it goes all the way back to um, his origins as a wrestling fan, no Attitude Era. My only issue with this pick is it's still an ongoing story. Yeah. And medyo yeah. pasimula pa lang siya. It's only been two months in. I, I do understand why it is a nice pick, though. Yeah, uh, sure. It is the actual breakup story that. Uh, WWE fans never got in 2001. Yes, uh, Vince yes. kind of hamstrung that one for one reason or another because he didn't like Christian that much. So uh, by virtue of that alone, this already makes for a pretty solid pick. But uh, yeah, I would have to judge it uh, next year, not this year when it's all over. Mm-hmm. Okay, time for the main event, our last category for 2023, and that is Match of the Year. Uh, I'm going to start with mine because we've talked about it at length. Uh, the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from WrestleMania 39. Um, all I'll say na lang na hindi ko pa nasasabi is this was my favorite match to call this year. Right. Okay. Um, you know, just because of all of the emotions that uh, went into it. Normally, I cheer for the heels because I'm the color commentator ni Carlo, diba? But this one, I could not help but uh, you know encourage KO and Sami. you know, this is your moment. Uh, chance niyo na to, ganyan, uh, You know, without saying it, like finish the story. So um, just uh, so many good feelings all around because of uh, the main event of WrestleMania Night One. Uh, let's go to uh, to Emil. Let's, let's stay on the Sami Zayn hype train here. Yeah, this is Sami Zayn love fest. Um, <laughs> and my match of the year goes out to Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns from Elimination Chamber this year. So before this, I went back and watched all the main events of the PLEs over uh, the last week, and I, I must say there was um, there was uh, no match this year that. I was more invested in and evoked so much emotions than this one. And mm-hmm. I remember us in the podcast, we were weeks leading into this match. We were debating on, because there were too many characters involved. There's the Cody, the, there's a, the, the Cody Rhodes, like what we will, what, he, uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. the Roman element, there's the rock element. So there was this unpredictability heading into this match. Now we were like, so into it as to what will happen. No. And, Again, the story heading to the match, everything that surrounds it, the crowd, the Montreal crowd was so amazing. The entrances, like they were booing Roman so much. I feel like this was the crowd that booed Roman the most this year. All year, yeah. But, yeah, and the, and the Sami Zayn entrance with the theme song, he got the theme song that same week. And the stare down before the match, the trash talk. I mean... It far supersedes anything that happened, like any in-ring action. Because the story in itself was really good. They didn't have to go all crazy with the spots. They simply needed to tell that story. And it was laid out perfectly. As much as I really wanted to for Sammy to win that match. Uh, even now. Uh, even after all the things that happened, I really wish that we could have that Eddie Guerrero moment of Sami Zayn winning the title. 
Um, and after the match, I mean, I went through the five stages of grief. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, mean, you know, I don't think I'm the, I'm the only one here. You know, I went through that. No, that's probably just you. <laughs> that's oh how, how much Imagine I was invested. I really wanted Sammy to get, even though I know that Cody versus Roman is pretty much penciled in, but I really wanted Sammy to win that match. And again, there was no match that made me feel that way this year. Other than this one. That's why I'm picking this. All right. Rowan, let's finish us off. It's a WWE side of match of the year. Yeah, so my pick goes back to WrestleMania 39. It's Gunther defending his Intercontinental title versus Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Well, he successfully defended it. Successfully defended it against those two guys. I I see that, uh, well, this all began with Sheamus and Drew teaming up and contending for the SmackDown tag titles. Pero when they failed to, uh, to win that tournament, parang dun na nagsum, nagsum, nagsimula yung feud nila. And, and when they entered this intercontinental title match, parang it was like uh, uh, that uh, Mania 20 uh, main event na parang nag-focus sila sa, sa kanila lang, si Sheamus at si Drew, that they forgot the champion. So th- they lost. So Gunther retained. It was oh, talking about the match though. Uh, it's like Clash at the Castle 2022. Mm. So Gunther versus Sheamus. Pero it's a huge upgrade since we added Drew. And there was also rumors na by this time na Drew was about to parang leave the WWE daw. Pero he stayed. Pero yeah, parang anybody can win this match. Pero you know it's gonna be Gunther. So that it's unpredictable. But it's predictable at the same time. It's a weird way to say it, but yeah, you you get what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, all right. Uh, China's pick for match of the year is an Impact match. It's Josh Alexander versus Will Osprey. I'm gonna be honest. I actually haven't seen this match. So, uh, okay, have you have you guys had the time to catch this one? I remember yes, having I, seen it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, go ahead, go for it. Yeah, actually, uh, this was actually a pick of mine. From yeah, when, it was. When I this remember. Happened. Uh, yeah, it uh, was. Uh, yeah, this was a. Uh, I actually prefer the Osprey versus uh, Bailey. Bailey that happened uh-huh. a week after this, after uh, before this one, but yeah, this was a really good match because of the Clash of Styles. And I already explained it from pick of the week, so go listen to that one. So this is a a, a dream matchup of like a Clash of Styles because hey, Josh is the the technical technical wizard, and then Will Osprey is the you know explosive high flyer and. Nagmix yung style sila. That's why this was a really good, really great match, really great main event for Impact that week. But yeah, this was this was a good match. But I would have preferred the Osprey versus Bailey one from Bound for Glory. That was, I think, the best Impact match this year. But this one, hindi siya nalayo as the second best. Yeah, uh, part of Will Osprey's contract year run. All right, Ro, yeah. finish us off with the mumug ng dugo. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Match of the year, Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Page, Texas Deathmatch at Full Gear 2023. Ugh. This uh, match isn't for everyone. Yes, Clearly. We, we, we have mentioned that when we talked about it. Um, it's not for everyone, but it is for one person, and it is uh, one Swerve Strickland. Um, it wasn't a match that was really designed to catapult him to the main event. It wasn't designed to make him a world championship contender. He wasn't going to be a face of the company because of it. But he did all of that and more with that. With you know that and uh, Hangman Page's uh, 
out of the box extraordinary performance in a Texas death match that wasn't even the main event. And who would have thought no uh, hardcore matches aren't death matches aren't really mainstream uh, because of their nature, because yeah. of their violent nature. But uh once this happened, I felt like um all wrestling fans needed to see this, whether they could stomach it or not. Because uh, here was the performance of a, of men, again, not just Swerve, but also Hangman, of men who would put themselves through absolute hell without breaking bones or anything, without uh, you know, uh, without destroying themselves too much, just you know, inflicting flesh wounds. I would say. To <laughs> to really convey and put over the fact that they just straight up hated each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the drama of pro wrestling told willing magpatay exactly exactly told through violence, and you don't see that every day. You don't see that every month. You don't see that every week when you watch your wrestling TV. And uh, the fact that they were willing to do that elevated both men, especially Swerve, who won the match, and. Is poised to hopefully become a face of the company in 2024. So, uh, because it is so unusual, relatively, I feel that this is the match of the year. Maybe if I was younger, may enjoy ko tong match. Na sure. Pero, pero ever since studying microbiology and shit, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> you are you do have becoming becoming yeah. a germaphobe and all. Yeah, you do have the power. <laughs> of, you do have the science behind you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like if if there was a black and white version, siguro mas may enjoy ko siya in a way. Yeah. Stapler, <laughs> glass. Pagbumubuktan to ko. Oh yeah. Sarap. Yeah. Para nanod ng penitensya pero mas grisly. Iko Emil, any thoughts on this one? Because yung kami ni Hero and nangingilo kami dito. Yeah, again, I, I I like this match. Again, like nasabi ko to nung, uh, when uh, we talked about this in the pick of the week, I was watching this at my girlfriend's house, and that was the that was the only point where she questioned my fandom of wrestling. <laughs> why, why are you watching this? Why I do mean, you enjoy watching this? If you if you haven't seen a wrestling match <laughs> that doesn't make other people question your fandom, what what are you even doing? <laughs> at least yeah. once in your life. <laughs> What are you even doing? Exactly. At the Picks of the Week episode, na yon, I think uh, Swerve versus Hangman from Full Gear is this generation's version of Cactus Jack versus Randy Orton. Sure. Sure. Or maybe even the Undertaker versus Mankind Hell in a Cell match. Probably uh, the closest thing because of the sheer humanity of it all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still cannot get over Swerve. Gargling hangman's blood. Holy. Hangman. Ah, sorry, hangman gar- gargling yeah. swerves yeah. blood. The bug in the the Undertaker and K. Bob Orton. Sure. I guess. <laughs> See, I don't remember. <laughs> it's as shocking as, you know, Undertaker pushing Mick Foley off of a cell. Yeah. So there. Uh, those are our matches of the yeah. year. And that concludes the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Year End Awards for 2023. We did it, guys. Woo. Survived. Uh-huh. Woo. So uh, thank you to everyone who's been a part of 2023 for the podcast, from the listeners to 
the patrons, uh, to people who've been joining us for our events, people who've been buying tickets uh, for everything that mga pakulu natin, yung mga customers natin for Black Friday and all the other pasabays. We appreciate and acknowledge each and every one of you. Thank you as well to Babyface producers Jasper and Kuya Jeff over at TPN for uh, handling everything behind the scenes, not only for this episode, but everything we've put out for 2023. And thank you as well to the Pod Network for taking us in this year and making us a part of your roster and uh, your growing family of podcasts. And thank you for keeping us as a part of your wrestling diet. I hope that doesn't change as we head into 2024. And we're looking forward to so much more uh, as we celebrate our 10th anniversary We already said this last week But we have giveaway again For uh, our 10th anniversary in April We'll tell you more about it As we get closer to Wrestlemania season But uh, for now we hope you are safe and that you enjoy the upcoming New Year celebrations. Uh, sana buo pa rin yung mga daliri nyo. Sana sa, la- <laughs> sana sa labas kayo magpapotok, hindi sa loob. Woo! Right? Uh, in, in more ways than one. And uh, that we can all see each other once again when we turn the calendar and head towards the Year of the Dragon. Right, uh, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Follow us on Twitter and on TikTok at Wrestling Two X Pod individually at Rowis War at EML underscore Meister at Monday Night Rowan at Genius Supersized and at underscore Stan C. On behalf of Rowan, Emil, and Row, my name is Stan, and the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is officially done for 2023. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Later, weirdos. Bye bye. Peace. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! Iputok mo na 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 The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. 